began I can't begin to know it But then I know it's growing strong It's an acoustic version of Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Was in the spring And spring became the summer But a special one made only for spring 2020. Hands, washing hands, reaching out, don't touch me, I won't touch you. Sweet Caroline, good times never see. Today on Stories and Strategies, professional communications in a post-COVID world. My name is Doug Downs. My guest this episode of Stories and Strategies is Pamela Munoz of PR Consults, a global strategic communications and public relations consultancy based in Edmonton, Alberta, but serving clients all over Canada and even other parts of the world. Pamela is the founder of PR Consult, having worked in Hong Kong, South Korea, and other parts of Asia Pacific and Latin America. She holds an executive MBA from Alto University in Helsinki a public relations certificate from Ryerson in Toronto, and a Bachelor of Arts from the University of Alberta. We are recording this episode while practicing social distancing. Pamela is at home in Copenhagen, Denmark, and we are using Zoom to record. Good evening, Pamela. Good evening. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. It's a it's a different world. Even Neil Diamond can offer new lyrics to pop classics. So let's start with the most often asked question in Zoom or work meetings the last couple of months. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that is a very important question to be asking. We all need to be checking in on each other. So thank you so much for that question. You know, uh, today is a good day. Today is a holiday here in Copenhagen, so you're hearing a lot of people on the streets. You, I actually went for a little bit of a walk and things are opening up, so I feel like the energy is very high. Yesterday wasn't such a great day. <laughs> and uh, you know, you, you feel isolated, you feel alone. I came out here and now I'm, you know, I'm here alone. I, I didn't have the opportunity to meet new people before I went into lockdown mode. So there are very few people that I can rely on locally. Thankfully, with technology, I have my family and my friends back in Edmonton, back in Canada, and all around the world, really, that check in on me. And we chat every so often. And of course, Facebook is my best friend. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it just feels like the world became a, a more sensitive place. Or maybe on Maslow's hierarchy, we just retreated downward, um, down to safety and, and we're, we're become more sensitive. Is it important for leaders in workplaces and governmental leaders to show that kind of empathy? Absolutely. We are seeing so the need for leadership 
at this particular moment in time is so important. We need to have these leaders that are showing us that they care. We need to have brands that are showing us that they care and really putting people first over profit. It's, it's one of those things that that is what is going to lead brands into the future, into what is after COVID. I think there are a lot of people wondering what that will look like, what the new normal will look like. And we need to see leadership coming from organizations, not only experts, you know, like the WHO. We need to have companies and brands themselves coming out with their own expertise and how they've dealt with this crisis and how they've worked with people and really talking about the importance of that and their leadership and what, what they've been able to provide. Yeah, and, and you mentioned this as we, we start to look to return to normal, whatever that looks like. And I, I've heard this a million times, normal won't be normal, uh, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. But we will, the human nature is, is to want to form pattern or normalcy. We will do that inevitably. W what does that look like for professional communicators, uh, ourselves, either as consultants or as full-time employees within corporations? And, and where should the emphasis be for corporations in helping communications adjust? You know, we have a lot of leaders out there that have shied away from the limelight during this time. And they haven't necessarily wanted to, to speak up in, in terms of what they're doing and how they're helping their employees or, you know, a lot of companies have asked, do we want to introduce new products? Is it timely? Can we do it? Should we continue marketing? Should we continue doing paid placement? And there was a study that actually just came out, uh, I would say about two weeks ago. And it was the Edelman trust barometer that came, it was a, a new case. Uh, the revisions to the uh, trust barometer. Yes. Yes. And, and they were talking about how, you know, 55% of companies are responding more quickly and more effectively than their own governments. And this was a study that was done, I believe, in 12 different countries all around the world. And, you know, it was about the expectations of brands in, re in response to the COVID-19. COVID so 55% of brands are responding more quickly and effectively than their governments. That's, that's a really interesting mm. statistics to have. But at the same time, I mean, you need to have a partnership between the private sector and governments, I think. Um, you know, you don't want necessarily to have a leader that's out there and uh, brands that are talking out of out of turn they need to have a, a nice combination of information that's going out be, you know from their own brand that's relevant to their brand and then sending it off to um, or getting a background information from you know the cdc or <laughs> the the world health organization you have you to have a nice blend there you and I are doing a virtual meeting right now. We, we happen to be using Zoom, but there are dozens, if not hundreds, of, of, of different uh, uh, products and services we could have used. Are virtual, virtual meetings the norm for communications going forward? Do we abandon the phone where we're just talking to one another, not seeing one another? Do we work more remotely in the future? Or are these trial exercises and we'll see which way it goes? 
Technology has helped us through this, absolutely. And I think we are, we're gonna see that more and more people, more and more organizations and workplaces are going to embrace that in the future. Um, I saw a statistic come out today, actually, or a couple days ago, 85% wanna continue working from home. <laughs> now, I don't know if, <laughs> it, you know, it said it came from Benefits Canada, so I'm not sure, you know, I tried to go into the study, but it was an interesting statistic that I saw. Um, it, it might be fake news, who knows, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I, I, and even the people that I've been speaking with, they, they're saying that they don't feel comfortable, comfortable going back to work. They don't feel like it's the right time for them to go back to work, even though, you know, people do, brands and companies want their staff to, to be more, you know, they want, they want them there in the office. But I don't think that that's going to be the future. There are other organizations as well that are looking at even downsizing some of their offices because they have been able to work remotely. There's a lot of money that goes into having office space and having all of the equipment available for these staffers. My, my wife so. raised a point the other night about car insurance. And would we potentially see a break on our automobile insurance rates? Obviously not um, in the short term, but it's a good question, I thought. Um, yeah. This whole idea of working from home, uh, it, it's not brand new. It, it's familiar. And actually, a few years ago, comedian Ellen DeGeneres took this look at the idea of working from home. How many people here work from home? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of different names for people who work from home, uh, telecommunicators, telecommuters, um, uh, remote workers, um, <laughs> on parole. <laughs> I know a lot of my viewers work from home, and I can't imagine really how distracting that would be. Um, actually, I can imagine it. <laughs> kids, kids. Mommy has to do her video conference, so no fighting, Natalie and Tootie. <laughs> I have kids in my imagination. <laughs> okay, time to log on to the old WWW. <laughs> I also have very slow internet connection in my imagination. So, so working from home is one change, but does communications change at the principal's level, if we're working from home or, or coming out of COVID, the importance of ethics, of storytelling, creating engaged audiences, compelling behavioral changes, key performance indicators, KPIs, smart objectives. Does communications change coming out of this or do the technologies just change? I was having a conversation about this just the other day with some other PR professionals. And we were talking about how the shift there are some organizations that have really brought in their communications team as part of the leadership team and these are the people that have been able to create that message and they're the ones who have helped them develop an approach in how to work with and to, to tell the company story during all of this then there are other companies who haven't communicated a thing they haven't gone to their PR people or their marketing people, whatever you want to call it. And they, these are the, the companies, I think, that in the future, they're going to be obsolete because they haven't been responsive. These are the companies that 
there's, they have created very little trust with their employees. And so why would one, their employee want to continue with them? And two, what messages are they telling their employees now or will they tell them in the future? They need to start planning for that now if they haven't already done so. So when we talk about storytelling and, and you know, looking at change management, these are, this, it really does start with communication. We need to have these leaders and these organizations that have come out and told the story properly. And we're not talking about just the brand story, you know, about a, a particular product. It's the leadership that has come out of that. It is, you know, they need to think about the authenticity of their organization and then what their, what reputation there and that trust factor factor that they're building now. But if they haven't built it, then it's, it's going to be a bad, bad case for them in the end. You, you mentioned change management. I, I think that's, that's so key here because it almost feels like we're shifting from crisis communications to change management. And, and that's, that's not black and white the case. Crisis communications encompasses all of this stuff. But if we're in the midst of this change, things like working from home, um, there are management styles that simply won't live through this, or at least they will morph. The idea of, of folks working from home, it's almost like the death of the micromanager. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I, I forgot. Mm, yeah. You see, we're putting the cover sheets on all TPS reports now before they go out. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have the memo right here. I just uh, forgot, but uh, it's not shipping out till tomorrow, so there's no problem. Yeah. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. That's from the 1999 20th Century Fox movie Office Space. Ron Livingston, Gary Cole as Lumberg. Is the micromanager about to die here, Pamela, or just change their stripes? You know, I think micromanagement and just different management styles will always exist. I think we can both attest to having micromanagers and then having you know, managers that just let you do your own thing. And you know, everyone has their own place. This is more of an HR question, but I think really what we're gonna start seeing are people communicating differently. We're going to start seeing people who, the people who are a little bit more introverted, they will be communicating more with their managers, whether it's through a written form or even over the phone. We're gonna see managers maybe that want to have more of a connection with their employees who are not you know directly in the office they're going to want to have much more communication with them so it might feel a little bit more like micromanagement at that point but i think there'll be um, a nice balance between you know what what each employer needs or what each manager needs you know, when it comes to communication, they say that when you're working remotely, you need to over communicate. And it can be in the form, again, in the form of an email, it can be in the form of a memo, it can be in you know, multiple forms, even um, a video to your manager, how or a, a voice message. 
you know, I use WhatsApp quite often mm -hmm. and it's so great to have just a simple uh, voice message that I'll, I'll give an update and be like, oh, hey, remember that project we were working on? Well, this is what I've done today and this is what I'll do tomorrow and so on and so forth. With my own clients, I find that I'm much more responsive as well. Before, I would maybe not give them as much information, but I actually want them to have that information now. I think they're much more grateful for it. So I, it's going to depend, but I think there will be much more communication. So, so some companies might want to position themselves differently coming out of, out of COVID-19 um, or even uh, rebrand um, themselves, if not just an overall rebrand, but their perspective. At the same time, I'm starting to see people getting sick and tired of slogans like, we're here for you at this unprecedented time. Uh, people are growing quite weary of that. It's a delicate time for brands if they're thinking of, of positioning themselves differently, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. It, again, in that study, there, there was a, a key point that they said 85% actually want brands to use the po their power to educate. Mm. It's not necessarily anymore just, you know, telling people oh, how, how sorry we feel for them or, you know, we're in this together kind of thing. It really is now an opportunity for companies and brands to go out and actually inform people about how they can help themselves, you know, how they're helping their own employees, how we can, yes, maybe it's still together, maybe that message can still be part of it, but it's really about educating people on what we need to do next. And if we're not doing that, and again, brands need to start preparing for that now. I, I did a quick survey through Twitter and I asked people, you know, are you preparing, is your business preparing for, after COVID or are you going to wait and see? And I had 50, 50 people saying, uh, yes, we're preparing. And, 50, and the other percent saying, eh, we'll wait and see. And that's a huge mistake. Companies need to absolutely think about what their business is going to look like, what their employees need out of that business, and then what their clients are going to be expecting from them. They're, you know, consumers are getting that much more savvy. They want transparency within organizations. They want to know how they responded, whether or not they fired everyone. You know, they want these brands to, to really step up and, and make sure that they, they're responding. Perfect. Pamela, thank you so much for your time tonight from Copenhagen. My pleasure. Thank you. If you'd like to send a message to my guest, Pamela Munoz, you can email her at Pamela at PRConsult, P-R-C-O-N-S-U-L-T dot C-O. If you liked what you heard, would you do us a favor and recommend this podcast to one friend? And if you have an idea for an episode or just want to tell us something, send us a note at info at jgrcommunications.com. Thanks for listening and stay healthy.